All right, we're alive. And nine. we are going for number nine. Number nine. Kel has no idea what we're talking about today. Nope, nope. This is, I'm going in blank. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl week, Kel. It is Super Bowl week. That is kind of exciting. We've been keeping the football theme going on. Yeah, this will be the last time, obviously. I guess we can take time. a Super Bowl review. Super Bowl review. For the next one. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know really who. I don't think I'm going to care too, too much on who wins this one. Um, but I, I do have the Rams winning. Yeah, do have the Rams winning. We haven't been the best at these. No, we suck. We've been sucking. We suck good, big time this year. Uh, I would concur. I say if I'm a betting man, <clears throat> putting money down, probably saying Rams. Mm-hmm. My heart's with the Bengals. My heart's my, okay. I will say that my heart is with the Bengals. I do really do hope they they pull it off and Joe gets them one because I think Joe. I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, I mean, that's huge. Have that's you? Huge I saw something the other day. Uh, I'm not a, a, do you ever watch The Simpsons? Okay. Did you see the Danny Bengals thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bengals that. versus LA. Mm-hmm. They said Bengals won 34, 34, 31. 34, 31 or something? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. But have you seen, like, do you, do you ever watch The Simpsons? I've never really so, watched The Simpsons. I never really watched them. Um, I know my brother watched them a whole time, but I never really okay. watched them too, too much. I was <laughs> never into, like, that or South Park or anything like no, that. No, I, I wasn't either. I mean, I think The Simpsons is, like, the longest running cartoon of all time ever. or something like that. But. From what I can kind of understand, like they've predicted like a Bunch lot of, of things. Like correct, <laughs> yeah. Like, like to it's, the it's super weird. Yeah. Like they they've gone back and look at previous episodes and like they literally predicted that this was going to happen in the future. I, you know, somebody did. I remember watching a video one time, but it was like probably eight or ten different things that happened, like yeah, right. big big things. You're like, what the hell? Like I remember the Donald Trump thing. Like that was they mm-hmm. predicted that. Yeah. Um, and so I saw the Bingo thing yesterday, and I was like. I don't know if people were like faking this and like just making them. Well, so I'm saying like, I don't know if that was somebody they randomly made that up. Like that was a random uh-huh. cartoon drawing that they just pulled out of their ass and put it up on there, or that was actually from an episode. See, that's what I didn't know. And so like I, I mean, it is a long show, so like I guess you have chances, but this is kind of crazy. It's no, so I mean, crazy it's, guess well, right. it's gonna be super crazy if that's what the score is gonna be: 34-31 Bengals. Mm-hmm. That'd be now if that is the case. I mean, that's kind of crazy, dude. Super crazy. That's crazy. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, but obviously, I'm going for the Bengals. It's- Have you seen that? So the only reason I said Rams today is I saw a video of Aaron Donald in his first Super Bowl trying to like hype himself up on the field. And the self-talk that this dude was telling himself, I just cannot bet against somebody that, that can do that to himself. <laughs> like, you're after this podcast, I'm going to have to get you to go watch it. But it is in... The stuff he is telling himself and just like hyping himself up and running around the field, like it is crazy. What do you mean, like I'm gonna kill somebody kind of deal? Pretty much, like telling himself, like get your shit together, like if like this is a big day, like cussing himself out. It's crazy. Have you seen? So did you see that meme? Because you know, like this past two years or so, they have the the different things in the back of the helmet that's like, you know, in racism. Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes all of this <clears> kind of deal, and so the back of his said, "Stop hate." And it's also a picture of him, like, literally having his hands around somebody's throat. Aaron <laughs> Donald? Yeah. It says stop hate. It says also Aaron Donald. has his hands, like, on somebody's throat. Somebody. <laughs> that's kind I'm of like, funny. that's about right. That's that's hypocritical right there, for sure. Um, so, no, we'll see how things play out. Obviously, this podcast will come out the, the couple days after the Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. we'll see what end up being right or not. I do but think it'll be a close game, though. For sure. I think it'll be close. Well, only a couple weeks out from the Open. We are a couple of out from the open. Um, they the released the uh, a little bit. 
like what last week they released the equipment list the standards yes yeah. the, well, the equipment not the list not the standards equipment, equipment list, list. Yeah. list things i think it's one dumbbell one dumbbell one uh, box pull-up bar you can kit on pull-up bar a wall a wall some low rings are come in here low rings but they somebody said that's like for it the for adapter division for the scale divisions and maybe. Stuff. maybe i guess ring is the possibility but yeah I think, I think I had like hinted around like it was gonna be for the adaptive division. Like they're gonna do ring. That makes sense because like we're doing pull ups. I mean they would have to do something. Yeah. So know. you can run like ring muscle ups. Ring muscle. That's Any, not gonna happen. So no ring muscle ups. No Honestly, double dumbbell anything. No doubles. Just, just needed to set a dumbbell. Yeah, just say two dumbbells. dumbbells. Well, there's a there was a barbell in there, correct? Uh, there was a bar, um, and it had weights on there, but I think the the weights didn't get too heavy. Like they gave you a certain amount of weight. Mm-hmm. I want to say to have on the bar. Well, the way they restructured the open compared to previous years, the open the the because the open's out only three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the first stage of. Technically, I guess it would be four stages. Four stages no. So you have the open, which is three weeks. You have quarterfinals, semifinals, games. and then the games, right? Yeah. So, and that the opens only three weeks. And they really try to simplify it to where ninety plus percent of the people could do the workout pretty simply mm-hmm. for the most part. Like the, it's not like it's you know starting off with 315 pound deadlifts no right like it's, a, it's like a it, could, it used to like it used to start no it used to get pretty hit back in the day right and that was it was five weeks and there's only technically two stages right you had the open regionals and then the games mm-hmm. but now since there's more stages they've kind of made it to where it really comes down to more like a capacity thing yeah well maybe a little bit of skill sprinkling in maybe like double unders like a bar muscle is there up. a jump rope did they put a jump rope in there I can't remember I don't know if they put a jump rope I'm just saying in general yeah they might mm-hmm. it's, it's like last year they had a double under thing mm-hmm. you know where was, I think it was a wall walk double under workout yeah. so they're gonna make it to where it's still pretty achievable for most people um, where the barbells are relatively light you know maybe you know, 90 pound held thrusters or a 225 pound deadlift mm-hmm. with maybe the highest commute you might see in there is maybe like a bar muscle up bar or muscle. like a double blender. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they'll do like maybe as high scale as maybe a handstand walking. I guess it's not a possibility, so. but they might save good. that for more like the quarterfinals. I was going to say last year it was kind of like the open. You're, you had three workouts and it was super basic like a dumbbell snatch, bird box jumps, you had your double unders, you had your wall walks. And then quarterfinals came and it was more like you were doing bar muscle ups, you were doing rope mm-hmm. climbs, you were doing the GHDs. Yeah. Um, that's where it kind of got complicated to kind of really see who was going to make it to semifinals, I think. Yeah. Um, but I do think that this is the best format, in my opinion, that they've had. Well, it's, it's the cleanest format. It makes format. it easy. Yeah, it's, a clean, it's easy to follow. Yes. Um, and so, you know, anybody can sign up for the first stage. Then the second stage is quarterfinals. And they, you have to place top 10% of your particular division. Mm-hmm. And then from there... You have to place what top, top. two? It's either well, is it is it is it is it go semifinals? I remember how it's classified. I want to say it's one fifty, or maybe because maybe how many how many semifinals are there? Like ten? It's not many. It's like eight to ten, maybe. I forgot exactly how it's it's done. I think oh, it's US like top two hundred, maybe maybe yeah. it's top two hundred out of the quarterfinals go to the semifinals, and like the top twenty to thirty of those people get to choose what which one they want to go to mm-hmm. and then the other ones they basically say hey you're going to hey, this you're one. going here yeah. yeah i think the united states has three i want to say we have three um so they can kind of pick to choose from three of them. yeah so you're basically going from like the general population to 10 percent to like probably the top one percent and then you got the point one percent who make it to the games yeah. basically uh 
so that, that's coming up here, what, roughly, I got the 25th, got 25th, February yeah. 25th, 24th. I think I think because they get confused. I think the twenty fourth of Thursday is when the workouts announced, and then everybody will do them on the twenty. And the twenty fifth is when we'll do it. Yeah, and that'll run for three weeks. And like I said, then we'll do that fourth week here at the gym where we do like kind of that in person, in house you know competition. competition so if you guys haven't signed up for that, just kind of a little refresher. You know, you guys can do the team variation where you know during the week for the th- first three weeks, let's say me and Kel are a team. You know. I'll do the workout, have my score, he'll do the workout, he'll have his score, we'll have a combined team score, and then that Saturday for the in-person competition, we'll actually have in like partner-oriented workouts, and then, or we can do it individually, which we uh, made that more of an option here in the past like week or so, to where you basically, from workout one all the way to the in-person competition, you're on your own, on your not own relying on yourself. anybody, it's all on you, right? And you have your RX intermediate in scale divisions. It looks like the inter- the individual is kind of like where everybody's kind of signing up for. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things, I think, uh, when it, I think, in my opinion, like teams more fun, mm-hmm. but I think I also understand that some people are more hesitant to sign up for a team because either a maybe they don't feel maybe close enough to somebody into the gym that really asks them to ask be a partner them with them, or b they don't want to feel like they're the anchor of their team, right? Yeah. They're like, I don't want to sign up with somebody that I really maybe they may they may feel like they're more fit than me, and I don't want to hold them hold back, them back and be or that, something. And be I feel like anchor. that's a big 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 one for us. Yeah, and that's that's why people sometimes are reluctant to come on Saturdays, right? Because mm-hmm. we have those partner workouts on Saturdays, and people don't want to come because of the fact that you know they don't want to hold somebody hold back somebody. and back. Well, and I can tell people like you don't if you really don't want to have a partner, you can still you can do on it Saturday. individually. You can, you can do still it on do your own. we can structure it to we do it by or yourself. You shadow, I mean, you can do all kind of stuff to yeah. face it where you can come on Saturday. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're one of those people who do not come on Saturdays because of the fact that it is a partner workout, you're still more than welcome to come and we can write it up to where you don't have to. You can do it on to. your own. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I love Saturday workouts. I think they're really fun. Um, I think the atmosphere is different, a little different than the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a fun time, especially if you haven't done them before. Um, just maybe dip your toes in the water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I figure we can go ahead and talk about this today that we're basically we're talking about yesterday. Okay. With me, you, and Hunter. Oh, okay. All right. Right. And so I had asked a question to Kel yesterday afternoon about what did we feel as a coaching staff that you guys liked better when it came to strength cycles? Did, did, did he feel that you guys like the linear progression of staying with, you know, three-ish or so movements. For instance, let's say we say we're doing the deadlift, the squat, and the press as our three movements. Let's say we're in three movements. Mm-hmm. And we did a linear progression working on just those three movements for, you know, anywhere from six to eight weeks. Or did you guys prefer the more randomization of movements where – Maybe one day you do snatch, next day you do deadlift, next day you do bench press, next week you guys do pull-ups, and maybe next week we do handstand push-ups. And it's a little bit more of a randomized approach to the strength cycles where you guys are maybe exposed to more movements, but more of a, of a randomized periodization. Mm-hmm. It's not really a linear progression where it's kind of jumping from movements to mm-hmm. movements, mm-hmm. a little bit more based off what the workouts are providing us. Um, and we just kind of give different touch points on different things. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth and, you know, I guess you can go ahead and give what, what your opinion was my first. Opinion. Um, so my opinion well, was... First, well, first off, give what you, what you, how you perceive people take it and then second off, what you prefer. What I prefer? I guess technically what you prefer as a coach and how you, or you prefer as an athlete. Okay. Um, I would say as an athlete, 
I would probably prefer the more randomized, um, just because I kind of have an understanding of the movements. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of know what movements and know how to do the movements. Um, and so it's a little bit more fun, probably, on an everyday basis to kind of have something to look, kind of juggle around from like, let's say, push jerk to deadlift, to squat clean, whatever it may be. Uh, but I could definitely see... I would say as a coaching standpoint and actually like getting to see the results for our, from our athletes, um, the linear progression is really cool to see. Mm -hmm. um, I love seeing people start on week one at like 45, 55 pounds and then by week six, by week eight, you know, they're somewhere around 80, 85 pounds. You know, you get to see them actually build through that progress. Um, and so that's really cool for me as a coach. Um, I can actually help people and kind of help them hit their percentages and kind of bring the weight down, bring the weight up. Um, so that's super fun as a coach. Um, but I can definitely see as an athlete, like doing the same thing over and over can kind of get a little boring. Mm -hmm. Um, but as a coaching standpoint, I would probably say it's a lot, a lot funner mm -hmm. um, to me at least. Okay. And kind of like I said, I'm a little bit on both sides of the fence there. Mm -hmm. There is a degree of having some randomization changes it up to a degree to kind of, you know, keep it, you know, spicy and interesting yeah. to a degree. Keep it fun. Um, you know, and I've been doing it long enough to where you can kind of throw a movement out. And I know exactly, you know, what to expect. And the general ballpark of maybe where I'll fall in the spectrum of, you know, how much weight I'm going to do or how many reps I can do with that particular load, right? Because I've been doing it long enough now. But at the same time, on a logical standpoint, for most people, having more of a linear progression when it comes to strength training is a better approach, in my opinion, because the fact on a week-to-week -week basis, you know exactly how to increase the loading or the intensity from week-to-week. For most people, if we, let's say we do a back squat at three sets of five, they have, and we don't do back squats for another, let's say five weeks as a strength piece. They're like, okay, well, yeah, I guess I'll just do this weight again, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how to progress this. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the way of also the fact that if you're constantly just changing up variables all the time, that you know, how can you continually progress in strength if you're just constantly just always like touching jumping, the, and jumping, jumping and jumping, jumping, always different, different, different strength pieces, so to speak. And so that's why I like the more like sticking with a handful of movements and progressing them for from which we basis. And you can kind of see, okay, here's the starting point. Here's, the, here's end point. the end point kind of deal. And this is what we're kind of working towards. But uh, I mean, I, I do get on the standpoint that people sometimes can get a little bored with that, and like, dude, I I don't really care about all that much about me doing this X amount of weight by the end of this process. Mm -hmm. I just want to come in here and and break a sweat and have a good time doing yeah. that kind of deal. And I also understand that standpoint. That's totally fine. <clears throat> and as a coach, that's that's a tough line to follow. Like I said yesterday, where what's what you want and what you need are two, totally two different things. It's two different things sometimes, right? And that's a tough line to follow as a coach is like, like I told you, I would almost rather you guys come in more consistently, enjoy your workouts mm -hmm. and be here regardless compared to saying, okay, well, we're going to do a linear progression of strength. And you're like, 
dude, I'm so tired of this. I'm bored. Yeah. And you don't show up because you're bored with the, the strength progression, right? And you're just like, ah, screw it. Or you basically start writing off the strength progression altogether because you're like, dude, I'm tired of doing this. I'm just going to basically half-ass it and yeah. then go into my workout. By week five, week six, people are just kind of going through the motions, you know? Yeah, there's kind of just ask what's about doing pull-ups or they're, you know, ask what doing strict presses. Like, dude, I got this yeah. workout. I'm, I'm trying to crush. I don't want to do the strength piece anyways. I'm tired of this. So I'm basically just going to sit this one out and go through the motions. Mm-hmm. I don't want that either. And so that's where playing that game is tough, right? Because there are some people in that boat that are different. Like, I like the strength progressions because I know exactly what we're doing every single day of the week. And I have more of a routine set. Mm-hmm. And I do like the fact that I can progress my strength. And like I said, you hear other people in their boat like, dude, just give me some – keep it interesting. Keep it fun. I don't care what that is. Just But keep it mixed up. Yeah. Right? And we've kind of talked about this as well. At least in my opinion, I find people who've been around around the block with us for a while now, they like the randomization. Yeah. You know, like me and you have been here for a while. And the randomization can be a little bit more fun and interesting because you like the different touch points and different movements because you're at a training age now, training experience that you know roughly what weights you can handle, what all the movements are, how to perform the movements properly, but then also... You have new members, in my opinion, who like a little bit more of a linear progression because they're not constantly always learning a new movement on a basis and getting super frustrated because, like, dude, we've done the snatch like four weeks ago, but I have no idea what that was. Right? If we just if we work on the snatch for six weeks, they're like by the you know third fourth week the wheels are starting to turn. They're like, okay, I'm getting this movement down. I understand what's happening. Or like with the back squat, like, okay, last week I did 95 pounds in the back squat. This week we're going to do 105 on the back squat, right? Like they, they understand the process because they're getting exposed to the movement more often. So they're, the more you're exposed to it, the better you're going to get at the movement. When it's constantly moving and shifting to different pieces, then they don't – they're constantly just basically starting at square one. You never get to like master it, you know? Over, yeah, over and over and over again. You're not exposed to it enough. I mean, we do complicated movements a lot of times. I mean, or, you know, there's a whole lot of confidence that we do and – the only way you can get better at those, you have to be exposed to those more yeah. often. But if you want to get, if you want to get better at like a clean, or you want to get better at you know a bar muscle or a double under, you have to be exposed to it enough to get it to down. Do it. Yeah. Right. Like I tell people, they're like, "Man, I really want to get double unders." I'm like, okay, well, we do have double unders here at the gym, maybe every other week, maybe every three weeks. That's not enough time. Time to get you good. You're gonna have to do them more regularly if you really want to get double or same thing like in snatches or overhead squats if you guys want to get better at some of these movements then you're going to have to be exposed to them more often Mm -hmm. and the the program for the gym is a blanket program to where we're touching on multiple different points throughout the week on a week-to-week basis when it comes to rep schemes weight loadings you know different movements wherever that may be and if you're working want to focus on one particular movement then you're going to have to focus, like spend some time in that one yeah. movement because you're not going to be exposed to enough in the general class setting to get that down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if you were about to go. No, no. no okay. to <laughs> and so like, that's why I kind of think like some of like the older members and people that have kind of been here for a while, um, they like using all their tools in their toolbox, toolbox right? Mm-hmm. They put that work in and they, they got really good at that one movement or pretty good at that movement. And so they like doing it. Um, and so when we don't do them like, consistently or not that much i think people when you when they see a, a squat clean or they see a power clean you know they kind of get excited a little bit yeah. for the older members you know well, um, if you ever notice like, a lot of times when we 
program, when you program the strength pieces or the compete pieces and to have clean and jerks or snatches. A lot the compete, more people do them. <laughs> the, well, it's, it's usually all the old school and the older members. People, the old yeah. school members like that stuff because they're, they, they know what they're doing mm-hmm. now. They're, they've been exposed to the movements enough because they've been around the block for a while now to, they like, okay, they kind of get excited to see those kind of things when compared to more like a newer member, they're like, I ain't doing that. That's too technical <laughs> for me. I'm not yeah. doing those things. <clears throat> and so it's, it's a tough line to follow, right? And I don't know sometimes the coaching staff, and you guys can also give us your, give us your opinions about this after you listen to this, you can put it in the comments or, you know, talk to us as a coaching staff, um, you know, and you're probably going to have both on both sides of that fence. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's a hard line to follow because, I'll, like I said, I'll, ultimately my goal is provide workouts that are effective, fun, but keep you guys showing up. Yeah. That's ultimately, that's, when I think about things, sometimes I can get too much complexity into it. I have to go back to that, that general basis of what's going to get people here more excited. They're going to have fun workouts and they're going to consistently come back to, mm-hmm. right? Because the best workout program is the one you can stick with, right? I can write the best program in the world that'll make everybody extremely super fit and, you know, get them to the CrossFit games, whatever it may be, but be they fun, fucking hate <laughs> yeah, it. it's going to be the worst time of your life. If they hate it and they're miserable, they're not going to come. Exactly. Right? And so that, and that's where that fine line is and that's a tough point or hard line to follow. And so... Um, you know, tentatively, you know, I have some ideas maybe as of what, what I want to do going in after the strength cycle is done. Mm-hmm. You know, so this week of this podcast being released, you know, we're hitting the peak of our strength cycle with our pull-up strip presses and then with Annie as our benchmark because mm-hmm. we do a lot of core pieces, right? And so it's been kind of our strength cycle through this piece. Uh, you know, following that, you know, we've kind of talked about a little bit yesterday of maybe sticking with one-ish, maybe two-ish movements is more of our core principle piece of linear progression and with some more, maybe sprinkling in more randomization to different movements throughout the week as well. So where, you know, I'm thinking maybe we'll start start something like where the bench press is Mm -hmm. because we haven't really ever gone through a bench press cycle, right? I I know maybe some of the girls like, I don't want to do bench press. (laughs) Uh, You know, we can modify it to like dumbbells or something like that. They preferred that. Uh, but maybe like a bench press cycle because you haven't gone through that as a gym before and then maybe like a clean and jerk cycle mm-hmm. of some kind with a little bit more of a randomization with other movements where maybe you guys are exposed to more, you know, maybe some back squats, front squats. Some squat um, You know, you may like sprinkle in some, some snatching here and there in with some gymnastics work like strict hands and push-up negatives and re-dip negatives and, and different things like that as more... So to so speak, like accessory work to the other pieces throughout our week. Kind of like bridging the gap almost. Bridging the gap to where maybe we have a little bit of a hybrid model between those two. But right now, as what the game plan is, and is subject to change, is going to be bench press and clean jerk. It's kind of the main two principles to kind of go after. And then with some other randomization kind of thrown in there with like the front squats or back squats and snatching. Kind of like so, help out with, the, yeah. help out with those lists, like kind of like indirectly almost. Indirectly to a degree, right? So like, you know, the, the clean and jerk, you know, the front squat would be an extra good piece for that one because mm-hmm. the fact that if you're doing a squat clean, especially, you the fact you gotta, be, you gotta stand it up, yeah. right? And if you have a good enough front squat, then that will help aid to your 
clean to where you can see if you land the bottom, the very bottom of your squats, you can, you can stand up out of it because your front squats, 80 pounds more than your, your actual clean. squat clean is, you know, whatever it may be. And then obviously with the bench press itself, you know, getting stronger and pressing movements in general can help out with the jerk itself, you know? And so that's kind of the general game plan, I think, going forward. Uh, but that's, you know, a conversation that we had yesterday, kind of like what our mindset is when it comes to, you know, strength progressions. And I think strength's extremely important for everybody to participate in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think this is a conversation that we had yesterday as well is, and, you know, I'm guilty of it at times, is that we'll program a strength piece and you'll kind of half-ass the strength piece to... Because you know the workout workout coming up might be (laughs) tough, and you're like, "Eh, I'm not going to really go too hard here because this workout's about to really suck, so I'm going to kind of pull off the throttle for the strength piece to have a better time in my workout. And my argument to that would be is, who the hell is going to know what your time was on this random Wednesday workout next week? Next week. No. Right? (laughs) Nobody's going to remember that, right? Besides maybe you and your buddy who may talk shit to each other. Mm -hmm. But... Or even a month later, you're not going to remember anybody's. Really you're not going to remember the leaderboard that particular day, and so you're nobody here is making the CrossFit Games. Like we're not. That's not anybody's goal. Everybody's goal is like they come in, they want to get a good workout in, right? They might talk some shit to a buddy, they might want to beat or something like that. But for the most part, you guys are here to get a good workout, get fit, get healthy, and look better naked for the most part. And so you have to kind of separate the two pieces from one another. Right, as strength's important because of the fact for longevity and health, strength's important, especially as we get older. And when it comes to body composition, strength, in my opinion, is the most important of the two compared to strength and cardio. Mm-hmm. Right, like two people, people kind of look at it as either cardio or strength, right? Why would you say so? <clears throat> when it comes to general body composition, yeah, to looking better, right? Because of the fact that a lot of people do cardio. To try to burn more calories and burn fat, quote unquote. Like, well, I'm a burn. I burn more calories during my session because of the fact that I did cardio, right? I'm gonna lean out more. And ultimately, what that really is is you're trying to work out a, a shitty diet. Mm-hmm. You're using. You're, you're trying to out train that to a degree, right? Without you even saying that, that all like in my head is you're you're trying to burn more calories, so lack of preparation into your diet. Ultimately, your diet is what's going to control you losing weight, not cardio. Yeah. Now, it's different if you're trying to work on your cardiovascular conditioning where you're like, okay, I'm trying to get a better engine for running or better engine for rowing or biking or just trying to get a better engine for my CrossFit workouts. That's one thing. But more often than not, people are like, well, I like cardio workouts because I feel like I burn more calories and they feel like they're getting a better leaner, workout. right? Because yeah. of the fact that I did cardio. And just, you can do as much car as you want, but if you're not taking care of your diet protocols, then none of that matters at matter. all. Strength training is what's gonna give you to the best body composition and give you that toned look. Not cardio is gonna do that, right? You have to have a certain amount of skeletal muscle mass to body fat ratio. Well, you're not gonna build skeletal muscle mass running, get on all, day. running all day and get on a rower. That's I mean, not what that's going to do. You look at marathon runners, like, they don't look, they don't yeah. have the best body composition. Well, look at track and field. Look at the sprinters. Or that. And look at people who run 5Ks and 10Ks. Totally different. Totally different body totally frames, right? And more often than not, most people will see those body types and be like, I prefer the sprinter body type compared mm-hmm. to the 
triathlon, the, the triathlon person who's running, you know, 20 miles, miles at a time, who doesn't have any, any skeletal muscle mass on them. If anything, they probably have more body fat on them than probably. the actual sprinters do, right? <clears throat> so in my opinion, for general, even for general health, for the most part, strength training is the primary focus. That's kind of what's going to help you in the long run. In the long run. I mean, think of people that are 60, 70, 80 years old, right? Most of those people, the issues they have is the fact of lack of strength, mm-hmm. bone density, things like that. And that all comes from strength training. Yeah, right? that's a good point. I mean, how many people that you know have a hard time getting around because they cannot physically move their own move body their own because they don't, body have, they don't have the strength to do it, right? It's not the lack that they don't have enough necessarily cardio, right? That could be the problem maybe so some people, depending on what their lifestyles are when it comes to you know smoking, things like that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, most people fall into the boat of they don't have enough strength as they progress older in their life, right? They've kind of, they've been sitting in a chair now for the last 20, 30 years, sitting behind a desk or sitting behind, just sitting down, retired, now watching TV and they fall, they break their hips, things like that because of the fact that they don't have the bone density because they're not putting external load on their bodies anymore, right? Yeah. When you create external load, your body automatically signal is to get stronger, get stronger because of that, right? Build muscle. And so that's, in my opinion, as I've gotten older, I see the more and more and more importance of strength training being part of that protocol. And so regardless of what your goal is, strength training should be a primary focus. Should be somewhere in your program. Should be, let's say somewhere. primary focus. It should be, I mean, if your goal is to, you know, go run a, a full marathon. That's, that's that, goal-oriented. That might, that, that might not be your, your primary focus, but it should still be part of the program, mm-hmm. right? But I would say for majority of people out there, by far, strength training should be a, a primary focus for you. And so many people, like in our class, like I said, will take away from the strength to do good in the workout. To do better in the workout, right? And that's really just more of an ego thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion, right? You're trying to stroke your ego to say, okay, well, trying to lead forward. You're trying to lead forward, right? Like, okay, well, you know, I got, oh, great, on this Wednesday workout, I got top ten on the workout. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Who, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> right? All ultimately, all you're doing is hurting yourself for getting better in the long run. Right, because if you're constantly just going through the motions of your strength pieces to save it up for the workouts, you're not getting any better that way. Yeah. Right. You, if you can separate the two, put you know a good amount of energy in the strength piece, really focus on the strength piece, and, and say, okay, yeah, I might take a hit going into the strength piece now because the fact that my shoulders are now shot and we have some handstand pushups today in the workout, yeah, I might take a hit, but. I'm ultimately going to get stronger from doing this in the long run. It's going to make me better as a as an athlete. But that's a week to week basis. That's what's actually going to get you better overall, yes. right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Like you're still putting intensity into that workout, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you're going in this workout like half assed now because now your shoulders are shot. You're still giving your best. You still effort. have the effort to. Go. You're still getting the effort into the workout. This is maybe not the best full potential because obviously you're pre fatigue going into that, mm-hmm. right? But you're going to able to because of the fact that you gave your body enough stimulus to create strength now. In the long run, you're going to be better off for it, yeah. right? Compared to get, just letting your ego get in the way of that and saying, nah, I'm, I'm trying to be old Bob over there and then today. Week six when we go max out and you don't PR, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, why did I PR? You exactly. Know? And you're like, now, you, now you're frustrated because now you didn't put the work in before and you're mm-hmm. frustrated you didn't PR. So <clears throat> that's I, I see that time and time again with people. And... I want you to understand how important that, that strength component is. Yeah, yeah, obviously, how CrossFit is structured, we pair those two worlds together when it comes to strength and conditioning, and conditioning. right? 
we pair those two worlds. That's the cool part about CrossFit. That's the fun part about CrossFit. But at the same time, when it comes to pure strength training, that's also very important. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we, when it comes to building the best pure strength, obviously doing that under non-fatigue, like we do under like in CrossFit workouts, is a better way of about building overall strength, strength. Right? There's a reason why you see powerlifters that don't, you know, they don't necessarily do a whole lot of cardio, <laughs> right? Because if they really want to increase strength gains, that's, that's what, their main focus. That's their main focus, right? They don't do cardio with that particular stuff. So that's why we put strength components in there because it's a lot tougher to build the strength than it is the conditioning, mm-hmm. right? Like how many people have you seen come back from cross, like let's say maybe they take some time off, hiatus. right? Take a little hiatus of maybe, you know, six months to a year, right? The first few weeks are dying, you know, trying to change them back, off. things like that, right? But after about, you know, a month to two months, they're kind of kind back of in back there pretty the group, quickly, right? right? But the strength is what's so hard for that stuff build. takes a long time to build back mm-hmm. up. Or even look at somebody who maybe comes from an endurance background. Mm-hmm. How how long does it take somebody to go from let's say you take a guy who squats 185 pounds, who can run a 530 mile, five minute mile, who has a crazy good engine, how long do you think it's that person take that person to get to 315 pound back squat? It's gonna be a minute. It's gonna take a while. A long time. Probably like over a year, man. But compared to a guy who can squat 315 currently, who maybe runs like a seven-minute mile, mm-hmm. not bad, seven-minute mile. That's pretty good. I can guarantee you they could probably go a sub-six mile within under six months. Six months. Yeah. If they want to put training. If they put the work in. If they put the work in, they could definitely go under a six-minute yeah. mile if they really want For sure. Because right? that conditioning comes way quicker than the strength. Training. Yeah. Compared to that guy, I can guarantee you that guy that squat 185 pounds it's not gonna get to 315 within six months. Could be a, like we were kind of saying, it's gonna be a long time. Yes. Strength just takes a long time. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of repetitions. Um, when in cardio, I mean, it's still, you're still putting in the work and you're still putting in the repetitions, but it just comes so much faster, man. Yes. It does. Um, and it's kind of crazy, cause like, kind of like you were saying, is like seeing people that maybe take like, even like three, three weeks off, or like maybe they go on a big vacation and they get sick or something, come back. Like your strength takes a little bit of hit and your cardio takes a little bit of a hit, but your cardio comes back in like two weeks probably. I think it, I'm going to read on this. I think it takes one week, seven days for you to actually take any type of physical hit to your cardiovascular condition. Really? Seven days? Seven days. So you cannot work out for seven days. Let's say you come back on the sixth day and your cardiovascular conditioning technically has not taken a hit. Now, mentally wise, you might not be as comfortable getting uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Kind of maybe it takes a, a session or two to kind of get back in the groove of being uncomfortable again. But it takes one week before you start seeing any decline in aerobic conditioning. So how many people do you think are conditionally fit but don't have it in their mental to get there? Like how much... How much do, how much of you think the mental game plays a part in like actually tapping into your conditioning? Because I feel like it, it would take a, it takes a lot of mental capacity to mm-hmm. kind of push that pace, you know, and I actually think, see where you're, yeah, where you're at. I think it takes. I think it's a, it's it's a little bit of both there, obviously. Like for instance, you take Lacey, right? Like mm-hmm. Lacey is a primer example of somebody whose mental game carries her a long way. It's on point. Right? Right. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously she's fit, right? But I guarantee you there's probably people that probably might be fit than her mm-hmm. that she outperforms on a regular basis because her mental, her mental is, so is, good. is stronger, right? right? 
like she, like Kaylee says, she doesn't like herself. So she, that's why she does <laughs> that's so why well. She does so good. That's why she does so well. Um, no, it's, it's a big part. I think some people, um, I think people shy away they, from it. They get, yeah, they get uncomfortable to a degree, but they don't know how to stay there for a mm-hmm. while. And that's, especially at a, obviously the higher levels, that, that makes all the difference in the world because all those guys well, are super the, fit. That's a game changer. Those guys are super right. fit, right? Like Everybody, if you go to the games, everybody on that floor is fit, 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 fit. Yeah, and so a lot of it comes down to between the ears. And that, and that happens to a lot of people, right? Like, and you have to put things in perspective where, you know, you work, you know, an eight to five job, you got a lot of responsibilities, right? Like I'm not coming in here and completely draining yourself, draining myself to a degree that I have nothing left on the floor mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Like, I don't know if people really want to go to that level. Right. And I don't, I don't, I don't blame, like, obviously my, well, my mental game has changed as well since I've quit competing, you know, four or five years ago, whatever that is now to where, you know, I'm not really willing to go like that deep in the pain cave mm-hmm. where like, I'm going to black out. Yeah. I'll push, no doubt. Like that's carried me a long ways because of the fact that I did that for so long, right? Well, you built that capacity. I built that capacity, and you know it stays around for a while. <clears throat> but I'm not. When I'm in my workouts, I'm not willing to go to that particular point. hurt point. Um, so I think it's an important for people to get uncomfortable, right? Because we're so built into today's society of not getting uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're staying in your own comfort zone. Staying comfortable all the time. And in doing so, you never see improvement because you're always in that comfort mm-hmm. position, right? And so getting uncomfortable regularly helps translate over to everyday life. Me and Kayla was having this conversation last night where if you're constantly doing things that make you uncomfortable, that helps translate to so many other things in life. in life as well, where if I'm coming here on a daily basis and, and pushing myself to get uncomfortable, maybe not, you know, like I said, blackout, yeah. hurt, but I'm like, I'm getting uncomfortable and I'm pushing pretty regularly. That helps translate over to where now I'm proving to myself I can do hard things and I can do hard things outside of this wall and, and go do something else that makes mm-hmm. it uncomfortable and makes it tough, right? It, it translates to everything in my life. And so many times you see it time and time again, people never get uncomfortable and they just get complacent and that translates to everything else as well, right? They never move up from their jobs because they're complacent where they are, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I don't, you know, I really don't want to be uncomfortable. Same thing with relationships, whatever it may be, and they just kind of settle. But when you get uncomfortable regularly, you start proving yourself, okay, this is what I'm capable of. Show yourself that you that, actually can yeah, improve. That translates to other things, right? Like you're more, you're more capable and you feel more capable as a person that... You can do hard things now because you've done hard things in the gym, right? If I've lifted heavy stuff, I'm, I'm a strong person. I identify myself as somebody who can do hard things and that translates over and over and over and over again to so many different facets of life that I can't even list them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, but when it comes to, you know, how hard you have to push in workouts, it's all relative, right? Like, yeah, if I want to have the best possible scores on a more regular basis, yeah, that means you're going to have to get pretty uncomfortable pretty yeah. regularly, right? Now, if your goal is more, like, dude, I really don't care about leaderboard, right? I'm not, I'm not really looking to have the best time of the day, but, you know, I'm still, I'm still here to, you know, take care of my health and I still want to look better, right? Like, yeah, I'm still going to, I'm still going to work out, I'm still going to get uncomfortable. That's part of the process, but you're gonna to have to get maybe uncomfortable in different aspects when it comes to like to your diet and things like that. Mm-hmm. That might get you, you know, more outside your comfort zone, so to speak. Yeah. Um, 
And so, and like same thing, your strength training, like you're going to have to push some and get super comfortable. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, push the limits as high as you can every single time, but you're going to have to get under comfortable to do yeah. that. Right. And so my opinion kind of changed that a little bit year after year. Now, if you'd asked me this process question, you know, five, six years ago, it'd have been, it'd have been like, no, you gotta go super hard. You gotta yeah. go, you know, cause I was just in that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the time I was in that mindset of, you know, it's all or nothing. It's pedal to the metal every day. It's every single day. Like you're going to, you're just going to give it what you got. And like I said, my, my process changed, obviously having three kids and, and, and whatnot and being more business oriented nowadays compared to what, when I was. And no doubt, like I still on a regular basis, like to push, I still like to, you know, the camaraderie of having other people push around you. Um, that's and the fun some, part about classes. Yeah, and that's the fun part about having classes, misery less company. But I'm not, and I'll, and I'll still push hard, no doubt, but not to the point that I'm like, You're not going to be laying on the floor for 10 minutes. 10 minutes afterwards, yeah. right? I might lay on the floor for a few minutes, right? Because I'm pushing relatively hard. But, and I think it's also something that's built over time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they get uncomfortable and they back off. And I think it's more the self-talk of saying, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm okay. Yeah. A lot of times that's kind of what helps me get to know workouts is when I get uncomfortable is more of a, instead of just saying like, okay, you need to slow down or, oh my God, this is horrible. I got so many more rounds to go or I got so many excellent reps to go. I'm not going to be able to maintain this pace. What am I doing? This workout's so bad. Instead of saying like that self-talk, it's more of like, like breathe, relax. You're going to be calm fine. Calm down. Like calm down. Be okay. like, it's not the end of the yeah. world. Like I think Kate, like, you only have five minutes left. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, you're going to be fine. I think like, uh, like other people, I think Ian Lacey said, she, she said like, there are people in Africa that are starving. Like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be <laughs> that, uh, that upset right now. Like, like other people are going through way worse stuff than uh-huh. you are. And so she takes it to like a different, a different level. level. <laughs> like in that things, like she relates it to like other people are suffering way more worse than her mm-hmm. so she shouldn't be complaining about complaining how she's about her right, right now i honestly go what that is whatever that, works for you that, whatever works for you that works for you great but for me personally it's more of a like just you need to you need to calm yourself down you're like you're panicking and get back yeah like not like this is tough no doubt but you got to see it moving you got to keep moving you just got to mm-hmm. keep moving keep one foot in front of the other like don't focus on don't focus on the next round just focus on this round right now and like breathe, breathe, relax. Like that's constantly what I'm telling myself throughout the whole entire workout, right? Instead of like having that meltdown, like the, like self-destruction mode of this workout is the most miserable thing I've ever done in my life. You got to calm yourself down as yeah. best you can. And so, um, I know kind of a long winded, you know, answer there and kind of went off the rails with that question. But, um, like I said, it, it, you don't have to go to that, that dark place, but you do need to get uncomfortable more yeah. rapidly, for sure. You need to get a comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, pretty uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. And so, uh, I know we kind of went on a lot of different tangents there, but uh, that's kind of my thought process is, you know, when it comes to our strength program as a gym. And like I said, give us, give us your guys' opinion on that. Like, let us know what, Between you know, what, what works best for you. You know, yeah. what what do you guys prefer, right? Because that's all my, my job to a degree is, is to give you guys what, you know, keeps you coming back and what keeps you guys what you guys enjoy more regularly and if you guys like a little bit more sprinkled in just randomized strength pieces and that's what we'll go with right or if you guys like the linear progression like we've been going with where you guys kind of know what we'll be doing over the next few weeks that's fine too Mm -hmm. like right now i think for this next strength cycle we'll kind of do a little bit of hybrid of both of those and and see how it plays out if you guys enjoy it then we'll keep that going and if you guys 
don't like it as much, we'll switch to something else. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me, right? I like I like both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think both can be beneficial. It's just, but, huh? We should do a vote in the members group. Do a vote? We can do, we a, vote do a vote in the members group. Yeah, we can see how that goes out. See, how see, that how goes they, out. see what happens. But is there anything uh, we miss out on there, Carol? Anything you want to add to that? Uh, I will add that we need people to sign up for the Open. <laughs> uh, I will add that because it's looking slim. Okay, we've got to get some people to sign up for that thing. Um, remember, it's always a fun time. Um, you don't have to really take it too, too serious, guys. Um, it's kind of something for y'all to kind of come out and have a little bit of social time and kind of have fun. Uh, so don't take it too, too crazy. That's my, my, yeah. my I think statement. it kind of comes comes back to that getting a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, when you're in the open, there's a little more skin in the game. Yeah, and you get a, you know it's it's a little bit more. Cool things happen. Cool things happen. Cool How happen. many times have you seen people do things they didn't think they could Dude, do otherwise? That's one of the coolest things about the open, in my opinion, is seeing people that have never done something or thought they never could do something, mm-hmm. and then they they actually are able to do it in that workout. Yeah. Um, and so then they're able to then like, Oh my God, I can do this. And so then they start actually doing it in their workouts, yeah. you know, don't um, put too much pressure on yourself. Like the, at the end all be all, it's all more about you personally as a person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about necessarily where you finish the leaderboard. Great. Where, you know, to, to a degree that, you know, if you're a competitive person, like obviously you want to do well, yeah. but I think sometimes you can get caught in your head and be so focuses that as your number one as a number one thing when all actuality you know most people this at this point in time in their lives have a lot of other responsibilities and you're not 18 years old in high school competing on a team anymore it's more you know for your general health and things like that and what we're trying to get at here is more of you just putting more skin in the game and putting it out there on the line to get yourself maybe a little uncomfortable and do some things that you didn't realize and push your limits maybe a little further than you thought you could, mm-hmm. regardless of where that puts you out on the leaderboard. Yeah. You know, it's kind of my opinion. I think, I think that's, that's a good idea. I think people don't get hesitant about something, especially for people who've done it before in the past, the OGs, that they're more like, ah, you know, that's not really my thing. I don't really want to do it anymore, right? Because the fact that maybe don't they're not going to do as well as they thought. Yeah. They, but they could maybe have done the four in the past. And that's kind of something that surprised me is a lot of the OGs this round, this go-round to the Open, are kind of like the the negative Nancys about mm-hmm. this year. Well, I think it's more to the fact that maybe they don't feel like they're as fit as they were then. Mm-hmm. I think that probably plays a part. That of plays it. a part of it, right? So it's a little bit more of a, you know, I don't, I'm not saying like in a bad way where it's like, you know, maybe... You know, maybe it's a little bit more of a boost to the ego to say, okay, well, maybe I'm not as fit as I was. I really don't want to put that out there on paper to mm-hmm. physically see that per se. Yeah. Um, and my answer to that is, like I said, it's, it's not that's not what it's about where you finish on that leaderboard. It's just about where you currently are in the current state that you're in to put a little skin in the game, to push you outside your comfort zone a little bit more than mm-hmm. you normally used to, and in doing so, you open the door down the road to more improvement. Yeah. When you when you finally start proving yourself, okay, you're a little bit more capable than you thought you could have. Then you, that's a snowball it helps effect. You out, man. It's a snowball effect where you, yeah. just, you 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 push upon them like, okay, shit, I, you know, maybe I've been a little bitch here lately. I can and, still do this. and I can still do this, and I can I can you know maybe I should push a little harder mm-hmm. now. Maybe put the light of fire in my ass and 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 put a little more in, in you know intent into my workouts now than maybe that I have been for in the past. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, so if you haven't done that yet, make sure you guys go do that. You can sign up at the front desk. Uh, you guys got about roughly two more weeks to get that signed up. And I'm sure a lot more people plan to sign up the week. It's uh, gonna be even the probably week. that Friday, a lot of people are like, okay, I'll sign up today and just do it's it. It's going to be the Wednesday before the workout's yep. announced and everybody's going to be signing the sheet. Yep. But. And so if you haven't done that, make sure you guys go do that. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Y'all have fun. Peace out. Right.